0: Oh my God, Bronson, it feels like we've already met and have known each other for a while now. I know, (laughs) it's true. (laughs) And so it's like just extra special to be able to like actually sit down and have a conversation with you. So thank you so much for taking the time and the energy to actually be here. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh yeah, no worries. I'm so happy. I'm I'm really excited too.
0: (laughs) Awesome, yay. So I want to facilitate just a conversation. So Yeah, sure. You know, one thing I've come to know about you over our interactions is that to you, family is everything. I mean true. Very true. Right. Right. (laughs) So I wanna dive into that a little bit. Like every family bonds and then stays bonded for different reasons. Like what has played a part in your the deep bond that you have, you know, with your family and with your parents?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, man, yeah, first I have great parents, honestly. (laughs) They're awesome. I mean, A little bit of background about everyone in my family. My dad, he played in the NFL. He's from Tonga. So he moved here to the US when he was nine. And then, yeah, made his way and ended up playing in the NFL and played for about four or five years. And then I was born out there in New Jersey, but he met my mom while he was in college and they got married and my mom's awesome. She's a go-getter. She is. Oh, she is,
0: isn't she the mayor of Provo right now? Yes,
1: yeah, she's the mayor <laughs> of Provo right now. My whole <laughs> life, I felt like I felt like growing up. My whole life, I was always trying to chase my mom. It's kind of funny. Like growing up, she ran marathons and did all all this crazy stuff, and I would just get on my bike in the morning and ride behind her. And she's always been like just a great motivator, and you mm. know, always wanting us to do our best, and not just sports, because she always knew sports. We'd always naturally gravitate to that, but like she'd always have us do stuff outside of sports, something a little different. So she had us all play the piano. She had us... Yeah, we had the piano. I did scouts. I did... um, Do you still play? Yeah, I played piano. 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 I played for about 10 years. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh.
1: We really have all of us try something different and do new things. And so, yeah, she's great. She's so great, wonderful. And she's the mayor. So... (laughs) She's the mayor. uh, mayor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She just had her inauguration for her second oh, term
0: yesterday. Oh, so, Congratulations. Yeah,
1: yeah, so,
0: No, it's funny because we have this in common. You didn't know this. So my family's in politics too. So my brother is the attorney general of California.
1: Oh, no. What? <laughs> so Isn't you know all, all about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know about the schedule, the life, the campaigning. And then believe it or not, my sister-in-law, his wife, is a state assembly here in California as well.
1: Oh, no way. Wow. Yeah, you are in it. You are. You do know about it. (laughs)
0: Lots of
1: signs, huh? Lots of signs. Lots of doors getting knocked.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Lots of precinct walking, all that stuff, right? (laughs) Yes. I I did it.
1: I walked it in in my off seasons. (laughs) Yeah. So so I have four siblings and Uh my older sister, we all played college sports, and so my older sister played basketball, and then I played football and basketball. My next brother played football and basketball, and then we, there's twins, boy girl, and the girl she played college soccer, and then my youngest brother played or is currently playing at University of Utah football. So we have definitely taken advantage of college sports and you know being able to get our free education and, yeah, just really make the most of it. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, that's so impressive. And then wasn't your dad not only a player, but a coach too at the
1: collegiate level? Oh yeah, and my dad coached 30 years college football. So (laughs) honestly, I think that's, you know, back to your original question, I think that's, you know, why family's been so important, you know, in my life, just because, I mean, my dad's Polynesian culture family is very important, but being around football, it's just such a family environment. So like, I literally growing up used to think of players were like in our family. So,
0: Because <laughs> <so. laughs> everybody's around on a regular basis. Yeah,
1: they're around all the time. For dinner, why? for games, for all oh, to play basketball. Oh yeah. And all my dad's players would show up and oh, let's go do a service project. All my dad's players would show up.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. And so did he coach at BYU where you went?
1: Yes, he was my coach as well. So he was at University of Utah for 10 years. And then he came down to BYU and he played at BYU as well. So he's going back home. And so, yeah, he coached me, coached my brother and my other brother too, actually. So yeah, he coached us all.
0: (laughs) So I know that BYU is a predominantly you know, Mormon college. I mean, you don't have to be Mormon to go there, obviously, but there's a rich tradition there. How did your religion play a role in like just growing up and this bond that you guys have with each other and the community? How did that
1: influence you? I think it's very similar to you know my Polynesian culture where family is important. You know, family within the Mormon religion is huge. It's all about family, and so I guess you just grow up. Just it's all about your family, supporting your family, whatever you know they're doing, you're doing as well. Like I remember going to my sister's basketball games since I was little. Always being there for one another. I mean, my siblings are my best friends. I talk to my siblings every day. My parents. So I think that definitely played a huge role, and I love it too, just because it really like keeps things in perspective for you, because your family is going to be there, be there forever, you know. And so yeah. it's great to be able to have, you know, I feel really blessed to have a strong family background and family network. That's
0: awesome because not everybody can say that. It sounds like you keep each other grounded and humble. And all of the things that you're doing. I think that's super important.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. That's true. <laughs>
0: and shout out to your sister and your wife because they were soccer players. That was my sport.
1: Yeah, hey, there you go.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what? I was reading about that. I was like, huh? And then you
1: Yeah, my wife played stuff. soccer. The, the actually yeah. the in my family. Yeah, my wife she <laughs> played soccer. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite family member. <laughs> exactly. You better not.
0: We can edit this part out if you want to. So, so no, you don't no. listen to it, I was keep it, keep it. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's awesome. So I had dreamed to play in college, but I got injured in high school. And oh. I never could rehab back to like that level again. Yeah. So much respect. And I love it. I love it. And my mom is from the Philippines. So we have a little bit of like that bond too. She being an immigrant, just like your dad and bringing yeah. those values at work ethic, the beliefs like to our family. And we both have Caucasian parents too, right?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So like- right. Yeah, we're really similar to what I, <laughs> what I originally knew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is all good. I mean, I know that if we moved over to like discussing your professional career, it seems like that you had many injuries- You've had many transitions of like back and forth to active roster, to practice squad. Like, What's that been like? Is that just a normal part of your life and that's just what you do? Or is there like, how have you coped with that? The ups and downs, I
1: imagine, of all of that. That's a good question. I do get asked that by people because my NFL whole trajectory is really unique, (laughs) I would say, because I was drafted, dislocated my ankle, spiral fractured my leg, out my rookie year came back the next year, hurt, played though. Next year, cut, signed, over, went to the Jets, was able to play, and then the next year played. And then in that year, I switched positions. And then I really just trying to learn offense because offense is so different from defense. And so then from there, I came over here and being on practice squad, learning offense, you know, tied in. And so I learned really quickly what matters is just what you got going on that day. <laughs> you know, the day can change in a moment. And so you just take advantage of every opportunity that you get. And it's always about moving forward. You know, for me, being injured and switching positions. Right. I mean, I feel like a lot of people can easily kind of, oh, well, what if, what if? But like for me, I know that that's just really just going to waste my time. And I want to use my time for the moment that I'm in right now and use it to uh-huh. help propel uh-huh. me uh-huh. for the next opportunity because I don't want to be caught looking back when I need to be here right now. So I think that's probably one of the most important lessons that I've learned being in the NFL, being activated to non-active practice squad, moving all of these moving pieces all the time. But it's made me appreciate every single day that I get to tie my cleats up and go out there and play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's something about you and your mindset, your belief system to approach it that way. Because the next player might not approach it that way, might have different feelings about it. Like going back, I mean, like, what do you think is at the root of you being able to approach it that way?
1: That's a really good question. You know what? I've always been big on mental strength, you know, performance training. And so I've always done it. I hit it heavily in college where mental skills of staying in the present, controlling what you can control, journaling every single day. Because you're right, I don't feel like I just was like this, honestly. I mm. felt like I had to really work hard, actually, to build the mindset and the, you know, to really get those grooves within my subconscious to really yeah. focus like that. And so it's taken work to learn these mental skills. And it's definitely paid off. And I really think that it's really just affected every area of my life. I would Mm -hmm. say, because it doesn't just turn off, you know, that being able to focus on what's most important and being able to control what's controllable. And I think it's helped myself being a husband, father, brother. It's helped all these skills that I've been focusing on in sport, really helped me outside of my sport as well.
0: All of that is so valuable to hear. I mean, people who are listening in right now are like, what? This professional football player had to work and did work on the mental side. He wasn't born with it. Like yeah. he wasn't born with this ability that he had to train his mind and like work on it regularly. I mean, you said journal every day, like, what? Like yeah. I think journal that's every day. So, <laughs> that's awesome for people to hear that because journaling is a mental tool that we use to build this mental skill of self-awareness and reflection. Mm. And yes. like you said, when you do that, that will not only help you in your sport, but that helps you as a human being and all of your other roles, identities, and relationships, which is super cool. I don't think people realize that those mental skills can, are transferable into life.
1: Yeah, you they know? are. They definitely are. <laughs> no doubt. I mean,
0: and like we don't even realize it, but like your brain doesn't change when your roles change.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's very true. No, that's you know? very true. Yeah, You've trained definitely. your
0: brain already to be a certain way. Then why is it going to be different when you're like a husband and a father versus a player?
1: Like, Yeah. So kind of to backtrack, like in high school, okay? My senior year in high school, I tore my ACL. I was supposed to do the second game of the year. And I was oh, supposed wow. to go to the All-American game, Under Armour All-American game. And supposed to have a great basketball season too. And it all just stopped. And I think that was my first time that where I really had to like take a step back and realize like who am I? I've always identified myself as an athlete. And now it's completely stopped. I'm not going to practice. I'm just doing rehab. Like who am I? And I really think that that changed a lot. It just I learned really quickly just how powerful like gratitude is, and mm. the gratitude to play the sport, the gratitude to run, the gratitude to being able to just get dressed myself. Like coming off an injury, like ACL. I really hurt my knee really bad and. It really humbled me, honestly, but I learned, I took a lot from it, took a ton from it. And it made me mentally just so much stronger. I think every athlete though will go through something like that, where you really have to kind of dig deeper than just your surface level athlete self.
0: I mean, I'm not going to be as arrogant to say that like we have similar experiences there because I am not a professional (laughs) football player, but I did have that loss of identity and the same questions. Who am I? Like when I got injured, and funny enough, I tore my ACL in soccer in a game, oh. a club game, and then played the rest of the game on it because oh. you know you have all that adrenaline going, and you're like you want to just finish. You ignore it. You're taught yeah. to ignore it, and then your body has learned to ignore it, right? Yeah. And oh. so, like I said, I had never was able to get back to the level that I wanted to be, but I didn't have anyone who really understood the physical toll and mental toll of that. Like, yeah, not going to practices, not being around your teammates.
1: Oh, yeah. It's so... It's brutal. 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 Yeah, you're right. People don't understand. Like when athletes go through injuries, it's mental game, I think, is even tougher because your body, you can rewire and train it. But the mental aspect, you become really lonely, honestly, and you feel like kind of alone. (laughs)
0: Exactly. And like forgotten almost too. Like everything else keeps going. They keep playing the season keeps going, the team is still together and you're like, "Mm." but I mean, I think it's like a loss and we have to realize that when athletes get injured, it's a loss, a huge loss and to see it as that and grieve it properly. So I never learned that till later. And so Mm -hmm. I went through a really dark time in my life Mm -hmm. because of that, you know, and like now I do what I do because I want to be there for somebody in a way that no one was there for me and I want to give in that way so that people don't have to struggle more than they need to, (laughs) to be the human that they want to be. So like, yeah, I think we can't talk enough about that, the role that injury can play.
1: Yeah, no doubt.
0: Let's shift a little bit. Like you play for the NFL, you have for a long time, you know what's going on with Antonio Brown. Yes. Like, what are your thoughts and opinions on it?
1: For me, it's, you know, in any situation, I've always felt like it's important First of all, just to never judge because you don't, no one knows really the things he's going through and athletes go through a lot away from the mm-hmm. field and just like anyone. And so they're people and you, know, you don't know what's going on or what thoughts he has or experiences or things he's going through. And so my first initial reaction is, Hey man, I don't judge you at all. Like you are you, you have your reasons and we're here to support you and love you up whatever he needs, you know what I mean? You want to help in any way, just because that's what a good teammate does. A good teammate is uh-huh. there to support, uplift, edify, you know, uh-huh. our team, no matter what they're doing, because that's the type of culture that you want in a good team and a good teammate. And so if that was me, I would definitely want my teammates to ask me how I'm doing, check in and... Because that goes a long ways, honestly. Okay. That goes a okay. long okay. ways because everyone thinks as professional football players, we're all tough. and But you know what? Even professional football players like to be checked in on by their teammates and their friends and family and not even to check in and say, you know, what's wrong? No, it's just, how are you? Like, yeah, how, how are you doing? I think that's important. You know, when I think about his situation is just being able to have someone there for him. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. To help him, whatever he needs, or just uh, someone to talk to or something.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. I appreciate that. I mean, I think that's huge to hear from you. Like my listeners never having maybe the opportunity to hear a professional NFL player talk like that. I mean, you're talking about, you're expressing compassion for the human that he is and concern and maybe even worry. I mean, are you worried about him or were you worried about him?
1: Yeah, I mean, when athletes have actions like that, you're always concerned. If it's kind of out of character or something that's really different, you want to make sure like, oh, are you good? Like what's going on? How can we help? You just want to help, you know, you want to support. And I think that's a key thing amongst a lot of players is when anyone's going through anything. It can be anything, honestly. Like if I have a teammate, you know, having a hard time, maybe uh, with something away from the field. It could be anything. Like, oh yeah, how can I help you? Like, do you need help with something? Do you need me to come over and we can talk about this or we can go get some food or something. Yeah. And I've always been blessed to have older teammates that have been really um. helpful. And taking the time to like get to know me. I remember my first year, Eric Weddle was that type of guy where he took me. I remember when I first got there and he took me and we went and had dinner and we just talked. It was really nice to hear him say, Hey, man, like this is how this is. And you can just hang out with me, follow me around, like
0: learn the ropes kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah. And it was so helpful, you know, and it kind of like calms your. Because, you know, you go into the situation, it's just so new, different. You're obviously like a freshman all over again. And I don't know, to have someone say, hey, I'm with you, man. You're with me. like, And kind of show you the ropes, it makes a huge difference. So definitely, I think it's important just to have other players that can check in on one another and help one another.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's some schools of thought out there that actually wasn't out of character or some version of it wasn't. Like, is like, oh, is that like, a B B and A B. I am of couple of minds about it. Like we will never know what was said on that sideline. We'll never know how he truly felt and what he's going through. And like you said, to not judge it, I can understand maybe what he's feeling, but the way that he chose to behave could have been better, I guess, or different. But then, is that me judging him? Like I don't know. Like, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean exactly what you said. Like you don't know. What's been going on that whole week? Maybe there's something that's been going on for yeah. months or years yeah. that no one knows about or you really don't know. And so it's hard to say exactly like, oh, could he have done that better? Could he have done this? well, we don't really know. Yeah. Like, We don't really know. So it's more about... For me, like I would be like, okay, well, what's the next step to help him move forward? Like, What's his yeah. next step? Like, how do we help him yeah. move forward?
0: Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. I mean, I know you do other ventures. You don't just play. You're involved now in Connect NIL which yeah. I'm happy to be a part of and to support. And tell us about Connect NIL and why this sort of space. Why the collegiate athlete? Why Connect NIL?
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I appreciate your support with Connect NIL. Connect NIL came about because of the new NIL name, image, and likeness changes. And so what happened was I have a lot of family that play college sports currently. And yeah. uh, they all know that I like to do stuff outside of football and business and marketing, different things. And so when that happened, they were reaching out to me and asking me, "Okay, hey, can you help You know, get us some opportunities for your network? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I started building a Discord and bringing opportunities. And I was like, oh, let's digitize this. And so let's build it into a marketplace where businesses can list opportunities for college athletes. And then the college athletes can come and apply for these opportunities. And that way they can get connected and not just get an awesome opportunity, but also get connected to really awesome business owners and people. That's definitely been such a huge thing for me that I've seen is uh, the doors that have been open and the people that I've met have really changed my life. And so I was like, I want to bring the same for all the college athletes. Yeah. And so that's where Connect and IL really came from. And that's been awesome. It's been so cool, honestly, to see so many businesses listing opportunities and college athletes taking advantage of them. And because I just... Being a college athlete and seeing a lot of my teammates and other college athletes actually struggle doing a lot, I mean it's so cool to see kind of lift a little bit of that burden honestly of oh, here's some money, here's some free product, some clothes, or here's some free food like that goes do right. realize it actually goes a long ways because it's hard as a college athlete. I mean, a lot of people think it's easy. It's really a lot of time commitment and time management, and so being able to give awesome marketing opportunities where they can get compensated. It's been really a lot of fun.
0: I'm so glad. I love hearing the story behind it. I mean, that your family, a lot of your family members are collegiate athletes and that you have your own experience as a collegiate athlete. don't want to like give back. I think I just want you to know like the athletes that I've met through Connect NIL who've been on my podcast have been like, they're amazing humans. I'm like, what? You're like 20, 21, like speaking like uh, you're 31. I mean... Uh, they're like really amazing. You have some amazing athletes on there. And so I know they'll be benefiting from the opportunities that they have there. So I've connected some of my athletes who I work with to connect. NIL and I have actually on there too, getting products, getting Oh, no way. Cool. Yeah. So it's cool.
1: Yeah. It's just growing every day, honestly. <laughs>
0: that's so great. I love it. I love it. It's so awesome. I continue to want to support that and look forward to continuing to stay in contact with you. Is there anything? I have one more question, but is there anything that you want to make sure you mention or talk about before we end today?
1: Really just touch on just how important it is for athletes just to remember, you know, it's such a blessing to play a sport, honestly. It really is. And you're at the time of your life, honestly, if you're playing the game and or whatever game you're playing. And so, yeah take advantage of every opportunity not only on the field but off the field as well a lot of doors are opened to athletes and i felt like a lot of athletes get a little nervous stepping into that arena which i totally understand because it's something so different from their sport and what they're used to and i guess i would just want to touch on go for it just go and live and learn and yeah get after it and meet some awesome people make yourself available to meet great people you know like yourself and it's been great you know like For me, being able to talk with you and I've learned so much from you already, it's, you know, you just never know what opportunities lie ahead of you.
0: Bronson, I appreciate it. I love it. I love it. I think that's so important and valuable hearing from someone like you who's living it, who's gone through it. I think that what you're showing me and I want to highlight it right now is that the mentality, the skills, the beliefs that you have as an athlete can be transferred into a business opportunity or a career or your academics. Like you talked about the time prioritization that like athletes are on a schedule and like they have to be, depending on where they're at in their season, sometimes having two a day, like getting up and doing weights at five in the morning, still going yeah. to class, doing homework. It's so intense. It's not all glory, everybody out there who thinks that it is. There's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that go behind it, and you learn so much intrinsic skills about how to be, and then you apply that work ethic and those abilities into the next stage of your life is immense. It's immense. So here's my last question for you. Okay. If you're like sitting around, you're maybe like in your 65, 70, you're sitting around, you have your kids, your grandkids all around you, you're just sitting, Mm -hmm. they're at your feet, we're talking. Like, what do you want to share with them as Mm. you're sitting and reflecting on your life, like in your 70s, and they're all there kind of at your feet, sort of like waiting for you to speak? Like, what do you want to bestow on them?
1: I think I would say you're never going to do wrong by helping another person. Mm. I think that's huge in sports, huge in business, huge in anything. As long as you are doing good and helping others, good things will happen to you. I really believe that. Like for me, thinking about sports, like if you're an older player... You're never going to do wrong by helping that younger player out. You know, oh. you know as a younger player, you're never going to do wrong by helping another younger player who maybe l- looks a little bit more nervous, you know, walking around the locker room or something, or going and talking to them, having, going and having lunch with them or sitting down with them, you know, because maybe that player over there is, maybe there's an athlete who's, maybe that's their biggest fear, honestly, is mm. that day sitting alone eating where the whole team is sitting in there and you just don't know it. That's their biggest fear. And you just go sit down and eat with them. I just think it's so important to look for ways to help other people. It changes everything, honestly. Yeah, that's what I would share with them. Just because I know if they did that one thing, their lives would be better for it every single day. That's
0: powerful. I'm kind of tearing up. You have a very generous heart, a very giving heart. And you know it's taking you all this way and there's more to come. I'm excited to continue to stay connected to you and build our friendship from here and onward and just see how we can together continue to help people. So it's really been my pleasure to share space with you and it's made my week. So I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate you. Thank you so much.
2: (laughs) One of my favorite things about our Sports content platform is the opportunity to chat with amazing people in and around the world of sports. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to connect more, hit us up on Instagram at SportsEpreneur. Thank you for listening to this Source production, the Sports Epreneur podcast, the podcast where sports and entrepreneurship collide. Sports Epreneur is a content platform, a collaborative team, and a marketing brand that is all about showcasing leaders and difference makers in and around the world of sports. While we create our own content, we also create content with you. This includes collaborative content and exclusive content for your brand. Think podcasts, blogs, social media, and overall content strategy. Our sports content marketing team is specifically niche for those in the sports industry. That includes sports businesses, athletes, managers, coaches, trainers, entrepreneurs, and business leaders in the sports market. The bottom line is we want to help with your sports-related brand, your content marketing, and your story. Connect with us on Instagram at sportsepreneur or find us online at sportsepreneur.com. Sportsypreneur, the content platform where sports and entrepreneurship collide.